When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to season four of the behind the scenes podcast, Soap from the Box. I'm Lee Salisbury, television director and producer and now podcaster and we are back bigger and better. Not only talking to the actors who play your favourite characters in EastEnders, Coronation Street, Emmerdale, Hollyoaks, Home and Away and Neighbours, which is also coming back to our screens, but also extra special pop from the box music guests and some huge TV and film specials. And don't just listen anywhere. To be VIP, you need to listen on the Another Slice podcast player. It's free to sign up to and you'll get to hear exclusive audio and video clips you won't get anywhere else. And all the latest news from us directly lands in your inbox. This week, you get to hear an unedited extended version of this episode for free over on Another Slice. Remember, there's also an extra special episode with EastEnders and I'm a Celebrity star, Jacqueline Josser. It's free to listen to. You just need to head to anotherslice.com slash soap from the box and sign up with us. Sign up. It's going to be a huge year and we want you on the ride with us. You can also choose to subscribe for a couple of quid. You get even more special content, including the chance to ask your questions to the stars and get exclusive special episodes like Jacqueline Josser that will be for your ears only. You'll also be able to hear extended episodes and episodes before anyone else. Head to anotherslice.com slash soap from the box. Right. Come on, let's get going. Here's this week's episode. Last Christmas, a father figure mentioned to me how much he liked EastEnders. In fact, it was more of a careless whisper, so I may as well share the news with you. I tried to book Club Tropicana to record this interview and was just praying for time, but some cowboys and angels got there before me, so I went outside called this lady's agent and said, I know I can't make you love me because I'm too funky, but could I please interview the legend that is Cheryl Ferguson, famous for playing Heather Trot from 2007 until <laughs> 2012. I knew you were waiting, Cheryl, but hello. Oh my gosh, that was a, probably one of the best introductions I've ever had to an interview. Um, <laughs> We are talking, of course, the lovely George Michael um, there. But uh, how wonderful was that? You were, that was very cleverly. I, I know. They were, actually, there were quite a long... Uh, so if anyone's totally confused now listening and thinking, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Obviously, they were all George Michael songs. I didn't actually say to Cheryl's agent, I can't make you no. love me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Heather was, of course, a mad George Michael fan. I mean, I've never asked you this. Is that, was that planned from the beginning? And was that something you had an input in? Um, well, I've always been uh, a big 
a George Michael Wham fan. Um, and when I actually got um, got the part of Heather, um, we we talk through storylines, we talk through the character, and they said to me, "Look, you no, know, Heather is uh, a, a woman who's sort of stuck in the eighties, um, who actually um, is obsessed with and um, idolizes uh, George Michael. How do you feel about that?" And I was being really cool about it, and going, "Oh yeah, that sounds very good." And inside, I was secretly going, "Yes." It's How amazing. I, can, I was going to say amazing, but I said, it, you know, it, it, it was brilliant that, that they would, um, that I could actually come and, and have something of my own added to that. You know what I mean? So, um, no, it wasn't really my decision for George to be my, uh, for me to be George's uh, fantastic number one fan, but. It was um, a decision so, you loved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, it, gives, it, gives you, it gives you something to go on because you also Heather also loved. He- I mean, headbands were a major part of her life, which was obviously yeah. That was my so the headbands that Heather wore were actually my choice, um, which I don't know what was a good choice in the end because I had so much headache with them because I don't know if you've ever <laughs> worn a headband, but if you wear a headband, especially the hard ones, they they dig into your temples and so I was you know there was quite a lot of paracetamol uh, taking uh, in the early days because I, it gave me headache but eventually I learned to ask them for soft headbands and that was better but uh, yeah they were my idea it's, I kind of came up with the story because she she had a terrible horrible mother in it but you never saw her dad and I sort of said that maybe when she was younger her dad had said to her how pretty she looked with a head you know wearing headbands and that was my sort of inner story that that's why Heather always wore headbands because she felt that was where, you know, she... That, that was, was her, her like, comfort blanket of dad, yes, yeah. yeah. basically. Um, so they never really looked into my dad, which is a bit of a shame. There was a, and, 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 and the weird thing about that is that, um, you know, there were several people who kept coming up to me, several uh, actors who would say, well, can I come on to EastEnders and play your dad? And and, and one of them I'd actually met, I love his heart, he's, he's passed away now, but um, I went to a charity and Bob Hoskins was there and my agent was there and it was all to do with what a charity they sort of do together. And he said he would love to have come in and played my dad for a few episodes. Wow. I, I went up to the, the head office and said, this is the truth. Last night I was here, uh, you know, um, and uh, Linda Hemdry was with me and um, this happened and Bob Hoskins said, and they didn't take it up. And I just thought, oh my gosh, how wonderful would that have been? That would have been amazing. Bob Hoskins popped in and popped out of Heather's life. And it kind, you and could it, kind of imagine that story, like this American yeah. person who'd been in and had an affair with your yeah. mum or whatever and was coming back yeah. to the scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was so, incredible. No, it was good. Um, uh, the other person as well who wanted to ask if I could... Uh, I don't, know, I don't know why I'm laughing. The other person who asked me if I could ask these senators if they could play my dad was Lionel Blair. Oh, Wow. Oh, I, I, I mean, I've done come dine with me with him and things like this, but and, you know, and I sort of see him at things. But out of Bob Hoskins and Lionel Blair, I would have, you know, I, I, I think Bob would have been better. Yeah, both. Him. I mean, both very different characters. Very I think. different. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but both would have been amazing. Him. That's such a shame. Yeah, I um, know, I know, and I love Lionel. You know, and um, uh, you know, it's uh, either way, you know whatever happened it didn't happen so there we go but. it didn't happen so Heather I mean so she I mean she became an instantly popular character because it first of all it wasn't your first harmony senders was it you were a fr- I've read that you were a friend of Mo first of all yes I was a, I a mean different character yeah two years previously I'd been when Kat Slater had come back into EastEnders when Jessie had come back after having a daughter she was discovered in a prison um oh, yeah, and I remember that 
Yeah, she was discovered by Mo, uh, Big Mo, who came um, to visit me, her friend in prison, and basically Kat sort of appeared in, in it. Um, so I was sort of a friend of Big Mo's um, in prison with Kat, um, and I played and I played, played this, um, you know, this this sort of quite butch big woman. Uh, prison inmate um, um and then Cut to two, two years, years later <laughs> yeah two years later heather trot pops up um the character and i you know it was just one of those really uh amazing moments um when i've been going at the same time for some auditions for dame edna everage tour and to play oh, his wow. sidekick sort of madge um um on tour and i've been going to uh uh, what do you call it? Workshops after workshops after auditions after auditions, um, and then I got the news one day that I didn't get the, you know, after all these many months of auditions for for, um, uh, for Barry Humphreys doing his yeah. tour, yeah, um, I I got the news I didn't get it, but I'd been up for EastEnders, and the next day. I got EastEnders and it was like, it was kind of almost meant to be. Do you know what I mean? It was one yeah, of those. I, I think in life that is my rule, actually, it's meant to be because yeah. sometimes you don't get jobs and like, then you get another one and you think, God, I never would have been able to do this if I had taken that. So it's always. Absolutely. But it's amazing you came, so, I mean, so we know it do, does anything. But when you came back as Heather, first of all, a guest character, and then obviously she became so popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a relationship. So basically, they were sidekicks, weren't they, Shirley and Heather? I mean, that yeah, relationship yeah. was instant and amazing with Linda Henry. Was that quite quick to develop between you two? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, 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 she'd obviously been in Bad Girls for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, she um, did as well. Yeah, that's right. And so she'd left, came to EastEnders. I did a very small part in Bad Girls once she'd left it. Um, so I know obviously knew all her work about um, uh, my beautiful thing, and uh, yeah, I, it just I knew her obviously of her work, and I was a little bit. Uh, scared of her yeah. Uh, uh, yeah and I sort of remember my first day going in um and um <laughs> and uh, at the time I sort of this is bizarre but at the time I kind of started smoking a little only a little bit like a little <laughs> bit bizarre and then when I went in there and I wasn't and then I tried to I thought no I'm not going to smoking because it's not I don't like it really and it's not really me and I remember going in and when I first went in there's a sort of veranda that people stand out on um, outside the reception that's making it, that's make it sound very nice that the veranda please get bit better you go, you old pair of stairs yeah, yeah <laughs> some steps to go into a portal cabin yeah. that you can slip that you can slip on if it's a bit icy yeah um, and she was standing there having a cigarette and I'd gone in and I said, oh, hello. And she said, hello, you're Cheryl. And, you know, we're, you know, I said, yes. I hadn't met her before then. Wow. Um, and, no, it was really bizarre. And then she just leaned over the back and she went, do you want a fag? And I said, <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> and that, that kind of was how we sort of cemented our, our sort of on on off friendship do you know what I mean on off um friendship uh, on screen and off screen but um you know and we we become really good mates and you know off screen um and on screen I think it just it, it East End at the time I think was very good at having those kind of duos they had Minty yeah. and Garrett yeah do you know what I mean they had the comedy kind of um elements but they it was a very nice piece of writing. There was lots of lovely directing going on at the time. It was just, for me, it was a, a period. I think all soaps, all dramas, have their ups and down times. And I think you can look at something and, and remember periods of times in soaps. And then there's other times you, 
you can't you, it's a little you bit can't really wishy-washy yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we were there. So, we were there together at the same time, and it was around yes. the Queen Pie. I think it was a magical time. It was. You had the comedy. Yeah, yeah. You had the drama. Yeah. You had the legends because there's not yes. many legends left now. Um, no, and uh, you know, and you. I mean, you know, you had you had your Barbara Windsor's, you had your Pam St. Clements. You know, you had amazing um, uh, guest people, which I mean, they do have now as well. But you know, David Essex coming in and playing. You know, something. I know. I remember the uh, women uh, were swooning, weren't oh, they? Yeah. Anyway, well, middle-aged women yeah. were fainting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was a bit of a. You know, uh, uh, I mean, never forget Linda Henry making me sing. Um, <laughs> songs. with a guitar yeah in front of him I just thought oh Linda you just haven't quite got it have you you, know, you, don't, you don't do that you just don't do that it's like you know singing angels in front of Robbie Williams or something you just can't do it it's not it's nothing you would do you know there I was trying to do a hold me close on the guitar and, oh, in front of, and I was like oh I felt oh like oh my god like, but you're right you, sorry, you said about Linda. Um, yeah, you sorry. said about Linda. Sorry, you said about Linda. Yeah. I was the same because I was. I mean, I was literally scared of everyone because you yes. walk in. Linda Henry, I knew from my beautiful being loads of things. Barbara, yes. obviously, I didn't kind of know Barbara, but Pam St. Clement, I remember being petrified by at first. Yes, it was just Pat yeah. Butcher walking up to you. June Absolutely. Brown, Doc Cotton. June. I mean. Yeah. I grew up with them. It's it's nerve wracking that first day at Boreham isn't it? When you yeah, go in, it is. It is. Um, and um, and and um, it is quite funny because I, I sort of vowed really to myself, um, and on every job really after that, that I would make sure that whoever was coming in from a for for a new job for anything that I was already in, whether it was just a day guest appearance or uh, a young person working, or I would try to really engage. A, with them so that they went away going I've had a lovely day oh and that yeah. person was really yeah. nice to me because I that's what sticks in my head who literally made the effort do you know what I mean and who kind of had been there so long that they didn't it was just like another it was a fa factory and I know the they, they call it the factories and, and things but at the same time it's where some absolute magic can be created and, and yeah. people I, and also I don't you know I'm not I'm such an upbeat person I can't bear sort of negativity or people moaning about it I know within every sort of institution that you work for it doesn't matter whether it's uh, in the in our industry or in a factory or yeah. you know, a, a, a fast food shop whatever it is you're going to have your days where you just can't stop moaning about that or the the, the people up, up above and all that I get it but at the same time in our profession I really understood how privileged and blessed we and to work I was it. for yeah. being there and I couldn't bear sometimes hearing stuff it was it would that literally make me put my fingers in my ear and go la 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 do you know what I mean because I just thought why why would you do that that must be just familiarity and too much you know and and, and not, I think not it's because yeah it's like you're being at school it's like you're there for so long some people that it does drive that but you're so right it's so good that you said that about making because I think a lot of people it's not that people are horrible it's just that they forget new people are there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you, yes. you don't, you yeah. don't think of, and I, I always thought that I always, any new direct, I did it for any new directors coming. So I knew how I felt because directors, yes. I mean, it's not, <laughs> but basically most directors don't really like each other. Cause when I came in it, because everyone's, <laughs> everyone's taking a job that they would have had. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember doing. The yeah, so I know. I know. And there's kind of like high, there's not hierarchies, but there's kind of things where it is a bit like, 
Um, oh, it's just, that's, that actually reminds me of something very funny, but it's, it's that thing of, um, if you're confident in what you do, you don't need to prove what you can do. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so yeah. there was, there was, there were some people who, whose work was brilliant, but they would, I would call it barking. They would bark. <laughs> and you kind of go, why are you bark? You don't need to bark because you're, you know, just just you, you, you know your whole sort of um cv as it were says and even if it doesn't say anything on it and it's completely blank nobody's going nobody will judge you for it unless you are just gonna make complete balls up of it do you know what I mean? yeah 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 and, and i think that and, and a lot of people who were who i thought might struggle a little bit they would maybe be very good with their first ADs and things or second ADs, you know, they would actually sort of have those good meetings and not believe that they were the um, the only thing that kept it sort of together. Do you know what I mean? And and it's it's a massive responsibility. I mean, the directing, you know, if you get it, you know, you get it right, nobody really praises you, but if you get it wrong, you'll certainly get, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, certainly, yeah. Oh my god! Whereas actors get away with murder, don't they? They don't. Well, I don't know. Your actors, I think, are the faces. You carry it all. So if a show's if a show's going through a bad patch, actors get blamed. Do you know what I mean? It's not really anyone else. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then that's down to people liking certain characters. They can go, oh, I don't like that because they don't like that character. Not that they don't like that actor or whatever. Yeah, true. True. If if they turn around and go, oh my gosh, did you see that way that that was shot? It was all shaky. Yeah. And they were all. I mean, that and all that made me feel sick watching that, you know, or whatever. And then that's the kind of feedback that I think obviously is what the director gets in the neck. Do you know what I mean? Uh, for, for, for me, what I saw was like, okay, the ones that were pretty chilled out, the ones who were who would allow you to have a little license within their, what they've planned, were the ones that got the best results. The ones oh, yeah, that, I've always know, thought you have to be, do that. I think it's a team effort on set. I've always thought yeah. that's correct. You've well, got always, your ideas, always, but yeah. you need everyone to, um, and when you're doing, I mean, I remember we did that, You we did quite a few things there. We did, I remember doing Ronnie's wedding, which was like everyone yeah. there. And it's like, it yes. is like controlling. Yeah. What I found is that you become a headmaster because it's almost like controlling school kids because we all know and this is no yeah. detriment to actors. But when you're doing weddings and stuff, it's like being at school because everyone is a bit bored. Everyone's oh, messing well, around. It's like, oh, my absolutely. God. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. You got, it's, it's the great. That's a great example because, you know, weddings, funerals, anything where there's large crowds, um, a lot of actors tend to get very bored easily. So they'll kind yeah. of mess around. And and you do need you're absolutely right you do need somebody uh, quite stern at the helm then um, to sort of uh, to, to guide to guide these. Well, I'm, uh, I was always jealous because I just wanted to be having fun with everyone. That's what I always want to do. I know. I know. But right, we're going to play. We're going to kick off with a po- EastEnders pointless facts game, which I've found Ooh. some facts. I know. So this is more that you probably won't know, but some take home for people. At home. I find these quite amazing. So, do you know to the nearest million what the highest rated episode got ever for EastEnders? Oh, now let me think, because I don't get that many nowadays. No, um, but no. There's, there's lots of there's lots of reasons. For that. Um, I would say thirteen or fourteen million. Oh, you got it bang on. First of all, thirty million. Yeah, watch Dirty wow. Den handing divorce papers and Christmas Day, nineteen eighty six. And I was one of them. I was one of those. Yeah, viewers. I was. I think I was one. Of, I mean, that's at 30 million now. I mean, yeah. you know, I think Line of Duty was the last thing in our country to get the biggest rating, yeah. which was 15.6 or something. But this, I mean, 
But when you when you were there, I mean, we were getting watched, I think, when we were there about, I think it was about 8 million-ish, which is still loads. I mean, do you feel that pressure when you go into a show like that? Because obviously I've spoken to so many people on the show and it's mm-hmm. like now I'm sure you still get recognised for Heather because of the, the yeah. magnitude of that show. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, things like ratings, uh, I, I didn't really care about. That was for the higher people to, un- to to know whether they were doing it right or not. I mean, and there, a lot, there was a lot of different factors to that, wasn't there? Because the, the whole format of, of how soaps are nowadays well, are so different to how they were when I was doing it as to how it was even the day, in Dirty Den days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So uh, the whole format of how it's been produced, how it's been um, put on our screens, along with digital telly now, along with catch up, along with all those things that have changed everything. Um, uh, You know, the whole viewing thing, I think, is like what one big melting pot of the minute. Oh, yeah. Well, no one sits, no one plans. You know, you don't call the Radio Times anymore and think, right, at 7.30 every day, I'm going to watch BBC One. It just does not happen. No, no. And there was kind of only sort of four or five channels, weren't there, at the beginning? Yeah. Now, I mean, I I watch less telly now because it's like, you know, if you get given a big meal and I get put off a bit if there's a big meal. I'm actually, I watch less telly because I'm so scared by how much there is <laughs> yes i know i know and and also um you know not being rude or nothing but how much drivel there is and oh, i don't I know. and I, know. I don't know what sort of i don't know how how we are becoming do you know what i mean as a society to kind of when we talked uh, about it, so it feeds it, itself doesn't it it feeds yeah. it just feeds itself in that respect and, and, and talked, I, just, I, I hold my hand up i've done a reality so I, you know it's not about oh there's too many realities there's too many this and blah 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 no 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 i think if there's a need for something there's a need for something but i think the big and this is a big issue we talked about to, with different people about soap is a i think a lot of soap i mean i love soap that's why we do the podcast i'm championing yeah. them all but there's a lack of patriarchs and matriarchs now because a lot of the older yeah. generation have gone and, and younger people don't tend to want to stay in a show that long. So where yes. will be kind of the Angies and the P- Pams and Clements and the Barbara Windsors? Um, yeah. And also it's like, they they for me, so it's tried to compete in a way now with films and stuff. I mean, it's just been, you know, there's yeah. the, the events, uh, the big stunts are so big. And you're like, is it taking it too far away from the original kitchen sink drama that Soap was supposed to yeah. be? Do you know what I mean, where you yeah. had great characters and they could talk about yeah. the spider on the wall and it would be brilliant. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's really, I think uh, personally, I think that some of it is about um, how real it really is um, and how much does do people want to watch real, real stuff yeah. or compared to uh, escapism or, or, or whatever. So I was gripped by, by soaps like Brookside in the early day. I mean, I'm talking cause I'm old uh, of an older generation, but Brookside, one of the first to me, um, nitty gritty dramas. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Groundbreaking. Um, and, um, you know, and EastEnders, you know, uh, you know, Arthur stealing like the the the, the thingy funds. You know, the I know that was that was the big stump, wasn't it? Base that was the amazing. big amazing. Yeah. yeah, and you just but, but that was kind of the reality of the day. That was, um, you know, that was what was like heartbreaking, and we could relate to it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how much we do relate to. I mean, I know the world is. You know, there are people blowing people up. There are people doing all sorts of things. I I I know it, everything has to move on, and I get that. But I'm just wondering how I'll because we rely on watching soaps and knowing that you know uh, oh somebody else's life might be a bit better on there than our you know or or our or life worse. might be a bit better, yeah or, yeah or worse. Um, so you kind of 
um, I think going too much into the sort of big action movies, we can do that. We, 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 you know, it depends on how we want to sort of rebuild our society, I think. And I think if we just keep following massive blockbuster movie type things in a soap, um, I it's don't never, think we never, would lose... It's never going to look as good because the money's not no. there. Do you know what I mean? No. So yeah. I think yeah. they just need to go. I think it needs to be character, character, character. And I think that same yeah. for EastEnders. Where's the Heather now? Where's the comedy kind of? Where is that double yeah. acting now? And it doesn't really exist. And I think you need it. You need to have everything in that mix, don't you? Because you had an yeah. yeah. output when I, I mean, I'm not saying this because of us, but it just seemed that the period where I was there, everything was covered. You kind of had. Yeah. You know, you had yeah. Jesse and Shane, that chemistry yes. was amazing. Um, yes. You had yes. the Mitchells, you had the Butchers, um, yeah. you had Shirley and you. I mean, because Linda, I think, has, has, you know, not been on screen half as much since you've been gone. No, no. And I think they don't, I think in a way, sometimes when they do that, when they sort of damage um, things, and I think it was a damage uh, case because, and that's not just me saying, well, you know, I wanted to stay in it because I would have stayed in it, but it's not, it's not about that. I think what happens is, is that they think there's some ideas that just don't, uh, don't hit right. Do you know what I mean? And so, um, and, and I think, uh, you know, I mean, I love all the soaps. You know, I'm a bit like you, um, Lee. So I was, I will go. Why does Cor- Why is Corrie? Why is Corrie and sometimes Emmerdale? What? How come they've kept those wonderful characters for quite a long time that are grounded? That, like you said, that are going now. But you know, your Rita's in the old day, your, your yeah, Yorders, yeah, and your, and all that lot, and your and your Pat Phoenixes. You know, your your um all of that. Why? Why? Wh- wh- where are the the, the mixture was equal you know you had the comedy you had the seriousness you had the issues you had all of those things um and i think if you can get the chemistry absolutely right with the actors that are in it and that not saying you can't move on and have other actors in it or younger people or whatever it's, heat it's them. Got to heat be. them if it's working absolutely i don't see the point in 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 fixing something that's not broken, not broken. totally um, unless it unless they run out of ideas or unless they can't really can't go any further or the actor wants to leave do you know what and i mean we, that, we, then, we've now revealed lionel blair or bob hoskins were there so it could have gone further absolutely. but right absolutely. next question which location in albert square have most people died <sighs> Uh, which location on Albert Square? Yeah, well, it's so got to be by the Christmas tree or something, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, well, it's outside the... the Queen Vic, so near. Apparently, most ah, people right. have died. I mean, I know, I remember Bradley squashed. Well, yeah, the live, and... the live one. Yeah, the live. That was a live, wasn't it? I remember yeah, that. Yeah, was... squashed outside. Yeah. Um, and the Vic, I mean, the Vic itself, I mean, I, well, we've, I've said this on the podcast quite a few times, but when you, the pub is probably the most exciting place to see when you get there. You're like, wow, it's the Queen Vic. But then it's the most Absolutely. unexciting place to film, isn't it? Because you're like, oh my oh, God, yeah, and, day and in the sometimes, pub. Yeah, sometimes where there, um, there isn't any, um, where it's kind of like um, pretend um, alcohol and pretend stuff like that. There's quite a lot of fruit flies around. Oh, was it real beer, by the way, in the Vic? No, I don't no. think. Well, I don't think it's now. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, anything like that. And I, and also, I mean, a lot of people. There was good advice given to me, which was try to make sure you don't have a drink that has a colour in it. But, uh, so have a have have vodka and tonic or gin. You know what I mean? Tonic, because uh, which then you could have water. Just, or just water, tonic. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. whiskey. Whiskey. They put some burnt sugar or something in it. Or yeah, yeah. and the same with you know the bottles of beer and and th- things in bottles and stuff. And, so I was always like, you know, um, it's, it's a bit like when they made up um, Heather 
80s drinks, which were woo-woos and goodness knows what. Oh, God, I mean, what I'm, was it like? Oh. I, must, I must have just been bouncing around the walls with the amount of, uh, <laughs> the amount of uh, you know, uh, whatever, E-numbers. Sugar, or, you know, yeah, oh, my God, yeah. yeah. And food as um, well. The big thing, I mean, so oh. I mean, I used to love dipping in for a chip or something, but the, what I love is when people cook meals, it's basically the props team getting some awful microwave meals and heating them up. And uh, Absolutely. It's actually, they're disgusting, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And you're you're sort of doing that thing of well, I I, I was always because obviously at the beginning because I did sort of, sort of talk to them about Heather and I said, look, you know, I know she's a, a a big woman, I'm a big woman, and and you know, obviously Heather's a big girl, um, but I think you've got to have more layers to her than eating. And if she is comfort eating, you've got to find out why she's doing it. Yeah. Totally. So I don't want to be I don't want to be sat there just all the way through eating crisps, eating chips, eating thingy at for no no reason. Do you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't seem right. But having said that, um, you know, we, <laughs> I don't know if I can reveal this, but uh, well, I'm going to. Um, um, <laughs> oh, I'm um, excited. Oh no, no, no! It's just one of those things. I think it's so important to keep him with the props. People. Oh yes, totally. And, and, and all of them, because if you fancied a bit of toast, I'd go, "Oh, could you, eh, eh, Jill, make me a bit of toast? Would you, Jill, make me a fancy?" He'd go, "Oh, I go, go, go on, just give me some." Me and Linda go a bit of toast and. Toasting, do you want anything on? No, just butter, just toasting butter. <laughs> so we could just demand those. Oh, things. yeah, I used to have they used to bring me chips into the gallery, yeah, 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 yeah. With some, but... some garlic salt on. Oh, I'm thinking of it now, yeah, it's making like cover. Oh, I used to love them. <laughs> Props, boys, are the people that you need to get. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, your layers of people, people to get on side. Yeah, in your the crew, to be quite honest with you, more than the actors, if anything. To be, yeah, in, oh, totally. The sound, They're the ones who make you look good, sound good. Yeah. yeah, everything, all of those. You, you know, in fact, when I got um, married um, to my husband um, and I had my big do, um, which was a sort of okay magazine thing, I, I, I didn't invite some of the cast, but I invited all of the crew, oh, and they great. were well, that's brilliant. Like, tuxedos and things uh, and it was just and they'd never been like invited to one of these sort of bosh wedding things and I said no I said because you know uh, I just and it was just this amazing pictures of all the sound and the camera oh, people brilliant. and the thing with uh, with and the theme was black and white so they could wear black or white and there was they were all there and they just all dressed up rather than in their jeans and t-shirts yeah yeah or their shorts awesome. yeah, always exactly. in shorts Exactly, and the prop boys were there, and it was just—it was just really, really good time. But like, but like you said, you know, I think I dreaded, I, I loved, and I dreaded the Christmas episodes because oh. uh, because the amount of Christmas dinners that you went through before Christmas, when the real Christmas came, we were all off, weren't we, on holidays? Oh yeah, I, no, didn't, I, said, I never I, had a Christmas dinner on Christmas when I was at EastEnders. No, I I've said I, it. I've done it. It ruined Christmas, didn't it? Christmas has come yeah. back to me since so because you've done, you know, I've I've done so many Christmas episodes where you got, I mean, it's amazing. Say Emmerdale, we yeah. got the fake snow and the village has come. Yeah, yeah. And you got the, you know, Salvation Army singing in yeah. September. Um, yes. And then because yeah. I start putting out the tree, like, well, I feel like Christmas is over. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm celebrating glad that, it. You know, yeah, my husband's Moroccan, so yeah, we would always go off to Morocco in the two weeks we had off because it was like, yeah, just get a bit of sun now. <laughs> yeah, we've done, done it. Christmas. I've done it here. Yeah. Um, so, then, next question: Which member of Take That appeared in Albert Square? <gasps> Robbie Williams. Yes. Did you meet him? No, he wasn't when oh. I was in it. But no. Oh, I didn't know whether no. that was your time when he was there because Boris Johnson mm. was in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've all popped in. Some they've of them. All, were I in. know. George Michael came to the square as well, but not when I was there before. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out who, who popped in when I was there. I can't remember. I can't remember I if we had... Uh, oh, yeah, no, yes. I can't remember, remember no, if I had anyone. 
Um, Did we have the Queen at one point? I think the Queen visited. I'm not sure whether she was... I don't think she's ever been in No, I don't mean she's been on the soap. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the Queen? Queen, do you want to be a supporting artist in a soap? Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Well, the best best story about her is in Emmerdale, when when she visited Emmerdale and they blew up... like They'd they'd set up um, the post office to kind of blow up as a a stunt uh, for her. And uh, it blew up and literally she's the only person and it kind of went further than they expected and kind of bits landed near her and she apparently she didn't <laughs> flinch. Oh my amazing. I know, oh, Emmerdale awesome. killing off the Queen, can you imagine? Right, oh so we're gonna gosh. the pointless facts over. We're gonna get onto a potted history of Heather by kind of means of a quiz. So to whiz through the storylines a bit quicker because okay. so this is, so, Oh, this is such fun. <laughs> I mean, I try to make it I, I go through everything and I think because otherwise it's just like a quite um, you know, it's quite dull. So I thought let's make fun. So whose wedding was Heather asked to be bridesmaid at soon after arriving? Oh, um, oh, Ah, it's who was she it, kind of fell in love with in the end. Was I brought? I wasn't bridesmaid. At, um, oh, I fell in love with. Well, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, did I fall, oh, um, well, I thought I. I come trying to. Think I mean, I think I'm was, right. I've got it as Hazel and Minty. Well, they no, no, because they didn't get married. But I think didn't they not? And then you married it. You you were in part of a competition, a bride, a competition, and so I think you. I was going to, to be bridesmaid, and Hazel went off and didn't marry. They didn't get married, and I married him. And you married him, yeah. And then I you married Minty for the competition. But then you didn't consummate the marriage, so you split up. But no. then, which I love. Uh, I mean, yeah, always that's the way it's got to be. Uh, but then that carried on, didn't it? Because when Sam Mitchell came back years later, Minty was still there. So it's quite nice to have that long running thing, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I was a bridesmaid at or something. Oh no! I mean, oh, do you know what? I can't remember. Everyone's I, the I same. Think, you know what, actors? I, you learn your lines for that day, and it kind of goes into a memory bank that's not remembered. So it's like, but, every- I, yeah, but I weirdly, I can hear, I can feel, I can see costumes in my head. So I can see me at a wedding in a sort of funky you can't kind it's of a blurry vision of who it was. Yeah, with a red cardigan on. I think it could have been <laughs> someone like Jane Bill or being Bill and Jane. Oh, it was an unexpected place that I was at as a as. As a wed- at a wedding. It wasn't it, it wasn't the one we did. It wasn't it. You're not thinking of of Ronnie's wedding, are you, with Jack? No. Well, no. Not, oh, hang on. No, hang on. Yes, it could have been that one. I remember because it. I think you did have Barbara a Barbara Windsor and I. That. Barbara Windsor and I got flat. No, no, no. It might have been um uh what you call it? Oh uh, yeah, because Barbara wasn't there for that one. No, but Pat Barbara and I got flashed at. Um, oh, by a flasher on location, um, and, <laughs> it was, and there's a picture somewhere up online of Bob. I was linking arms with Bob, walking along, and this guy it must have organised it, and he came out from behind a tree and completely flashed at us. Oh and my the, god! A pap took the picture, so he'd obviously set it up. Security kind of jumped on him, and Barbara turned around, and, we were, and she just didn't blink an eye. And I was a little bit shocked. And, and she didn't blink an eye, and she went, "Oh, he didn't have much to show, did he, darling?" <laughs> and that was his, that was somebody's wedding where I think I was wearing this dress. And that is amazing. Oh, God bless yeah. Barbara. I mean, I yeah. know. Love I love that someone went to the effort to kind of organise a pap to be there as he. Flashed I know. It. James and you Marvel can see either. it. There are pictures online where there's somebody he's tried to take this, and the man's <laughs> being being accosted in the background, and me and Barbara are walking away. It's, it's very funny. Oh my very god, funny. that's amazing! So why? Yeah. Next question: Why did Heather slap Shirley in R and R? Oh, because she'd set her up. 
uh, with somebody to go out with or give her a kiss. Yeah, or with a stripper. Yes, that was it. No less. <laughs> yes. Now I, um, I I remember having a stripper in one of my seats. It's the most excruciating thing ever, actually, because these I think we'd cast someone who they are kind of strippers in real life, but they get so nervous. And then you're like, God, this must be the most awful thing in the world to have to come onto an EastEnders set with all the women, famous well, but, women. But, but Lee, I've got a famous story about a, a stripper at my uh, one of my Hindus on EastEnders. Oh, right. Which, which is really, I mean, it's very funny. So I was um, oh, kind of going, I had to go back a bit, but basically I was at uh, uh, Pete Andre concert with my cousin and Pete had, very kindly um, arranged for her to come. She's a very big fan of his. Anyway, so we, and so as I, am I, so we went yeah, to we this, all are. This we love Peter yeah, exactly. Andre, mysterious so, girl, yeah. So we, exactly. So we went to, to this concert in Brighton and um, he uh, was with his lovely wife, Emily, just not long married Emily, um, but all the kids came. Junior, ca- Junior came and, um, and Princess came and, and stuff. Anyway, Vista came and we were... Um, we afterwards we went back to the to to meet them all and um, this Katie Price was there with her then husband Kieran. Oh God! Oh God! So there was a whole sort of kind of weird thing with all these people <laughs> there. Yeah. Anyway, and and Pete's brothers and stuff. Anyway, so I didn't know. Anyway, Kieran came up to me and he went in front of Katie. He said, "Oh, I don't suppose you recognise me with my clothes on." <gasps> oh. And I was completely like, what? Sorry, I don't, you know, and I felt a bit embarrassed. And I was like, yeah, like have we slept together? And I, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, there wouldn't have been that one. No, 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 no. Anyway, um, and, and, and Katie was giving me, the, uh, Bryce was giving me a look. And I thought, when I said, I'm so sorry, Karen, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he went, no, no, you should do, you should do. You know, um, you remember me? I took my clothes off for you. And I went, what? what? No, what? I don't. So I'm so sorry. And he went, I was your stripper. In um, when you were getting your head stripper, and apparently he was the the stripper that I had at my head party. And it was him. But I just thought, well, I don't remember that. I don't remember him. I mean, because to be quite honest, they're very embarrassing. I don't, you know, I don't. It's they're embarrassing in real life, let alone then when you, at saying. least in real life, you're normally a bit drunk. So yeah, yeah. on set, but you're Linda not. Henry, Linda Henry used to make them. I mean, she was very funny. Linda would, um, you know, completely almost try to embarrass them. Yes, yeah, she, she would. I remember it. She, that, that she was great yeah. at jigging everyone on, actually, because I just Absolutely. remember it being the most excruciating thing. And you're, you're giving this guy kind of you're directing this guy who's just stood in like a speedos or something it's like i know oh, i know just... and, I, and, and, and we've got to put oil all over him or something or sit, sit on his lap or something and you, or he's, <laughs> you just go oh i mean it's not a bad day at work look we can't complain can we it's not like, <laughs> it's not like working on the roads um but that led basically to someone following her to the loo which obviously got revealed i mean what i love is you were part of the best who done it ever in 2009 basically who slept with heather <laughs> <laughs> who's like, yeah, who was the baby daddy, wasn't it? Who was the baby oh, daddy is what they said, but it's basically like who 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 oh, yeah, was that, in the toilet? Who stuck, who, stuck, who stuck the yogurt? Who stuck George Michael's but George <laughs> yeah. Michael's, yogurt pot lid underneath the toilet um, door? Which um, is brilliant. I love it. And then obviously it was revealed as Darren, which was a shock. I mean, it was. Did, did you know? Did, how far in advance did you know it was going to be Darren? <laughs> oh goodness me! I remember the scripts because you do when when there's something quite big like that, they leave pages of script out. Out. Of the script, yeah. So yeah. you can't see. So the people don't know what they're doing, and obviously only the people who know the, the real thing it's like anything you know we, we don't know what's going on after time so um but I remember um them telling me 
and thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know what the reaction is going to be to this. Um, because Darren was a very young man, do you yeah. know what I mean? And um, in it, um, uh, and obviously of consent age and, and uh, an adult, but he was much younger than Heather. <laughs> and it was just the most bizarre kind of pairing, like you, the most unexpected of what Harry you ever, yeah. To any of the characters, you know, um, and then, then there was sort of a, a, like you said, a, a bet of who, who, who had done this to Heather, who, who, who'd got her up the duff, as it were, and you kind of think, oh my gosh, I, um, I don't know, there was, there was, I very, can't, who I else was in the running? I can't remember who else was in the running. Right, well, there was Patrick. Patrick! <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> there was Patrick, there was Minty. Minty. There was oh, okay. Bill, Bill Mitchell. Bill. Yeah. Um, and there was. I think I remember thinking it was Phil. Yeah, Darren. And then, of course, in the betting office, they also had Wellard <laughs> as as part of the. Was it Wellard? But was I do Wellard? remember. I mean, I it probably remember, was. <laughs> yeah, I do remember going Literally to Wellard. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, <laughs> as, as, as I, I could never tell. I mean, to be quite honest with you, the R and R toilets were so small. I actually wouldn't have known how Heather. I mean, you know, been in those she wouldn't have even you're seen a big it. Girl, and you go in a toilet, you can hardly just shut the door behind you. Let alone have two people in it. Um, but anyway, um, so did you uh, know? Yeah. Did when 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 did you know? Kind of before, how far advanced when you were filming? Did you know? Kind of it was Darren. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, too early on, to be quite honest, because I was even sort of thinking, you know, what's going on, and I don't know if they'd made their mind up. To be quite honest, I think they were sort of playing a little bit out to see what would happen, and then obviously at the last minute, sort of wrote it. But I even remember getting stopped because obviously, um, as you know, Lee uh, Eastenders, you you could have very early. They used to call Linda and I the banker, and I have to say this thing: the bankers. Uh, that's a B, not a W. They used to call us <laughs> B, the bankers, because we'd come in early. They, they'd have us in early to, to fill the scenes because we could whack through them. And then they'd put us the last scenes of the day to catch up for the ones that were a bit Yeah, slow. you're right. You're right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But in the end, we cottoned on to that and went, no, I'm not having this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get other people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I remember going, getting up very early to go to work. Um, and I used to commute every day and pick. Linda up um, from South East London all the way up to Warren Wood every day in the car wow. and um, I'd stop and get me petrol at me petrol station up the road and it was obviously early hours of the morning, five o'clock in the morning or something to get, to get ready to get there and I remember going into this um, the, this uh, garage and when you go in I got me a little coffee, do you know what I mean got me a little um, latte, got me whatever um, and me early morning sandwich for later on down the line Oh I used to have and, a chicken and mushroom slice when I was there every oh, morning <laughs> <laughs> it's all based around food with you, isn't it? I'm so showbiz. Chicken and mushroom size of MS. Go on, sorry. I know. No, no, I was just saying, but the police used to use that as an early morning um place to go and get their <laughs> coffees and things. So you'd have about four police cars just sort of there and your car, and that was it. And I remember going into it, and it was an uh, it was a, a, a garage that had um an MS. I don't know if you can say that, but anyway, I was like, an MS garage, blah blah blah, all that sort of thing. And um the man, this policeman went, oh, hello, is there a trot? And I went, oh, hello. And I thought, oh, gosh. And he went, right, so uh, who's, uh, who's... Um, who's the dad? Can you, yeah, who's the dad? And I went, well, I said, I'm so, really sorry. I, I can't tell you because I, if, I, if I tell you, I'll have to get, cut my tongue out. It, uh, you know, we, we sign acts for this. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was, you know, and he went, he went, no, no, no. He goes, look, you know, 
uh, we're policemen, you can tell us who it is. And I went, I can't, I really can't. And this, and this other, there was about three other policemen with him and they went, oh, leave her alone sort of thing. And this guy got it in his bonnet and he basically, he'd be in his bonnet and he went, no, he goes, you can tell us who it is. Uh, you ain't leaving. He, go, he went to the bloke behind the thing, shut the doors. And he made them shut the doors. Oh my God, wow. And he went, he went, uh, now you can tell us who it is. And I went, I'm really sorry, I can't. And the others were a bit embarrassed and they went, no, no, you've got to let her go now. She, you know, she's got to go <laughs> Arresting you. But, yeah, they were getting a bit, and he was getting a little bit like, I uh, see this, this policeman. And I said, I said, I'm sorry, I can't. I said, and the more you're, you're trying to keep me here, the more I'm going to be late for work. I said, and I'm sorry, if you carry on, I'm going to have to report you, mate. And he didn't like that. And the next thing, he went out the doors. And he went out, he was walking around my car, looking at my car, checking me. Number wow. Oh, and he wanted to bring you in or something, probably. Absolutely. Just because I would not divulge the information to That is the, the power three. of EastEnders. Absolutely. Exactly. And the other three looked at me and went, I'm so, we're so sorry. And I went, it's fine. Wow. I said, you just get him, get him. I need to go to work now, you know. I mean, went, quite no, worrying about worry. this police officer, whoever you are. I mean, don't Yeah, you? well, long time ago now. Yeah, you know, I've been long out time ago a long now. time. Um, yes. Final question, because I want to mm. get to you as well. Um, oh. uh, so whizzing through some other storylines. So I love Heather because a lot of the time she went through a lot of the doom and gloom for a while as well, rather than comedy, mm. because you were money problems and fell yeah. unconscious with the gas or whatever. And then, oh yeah, who, yeah. Who did you accidentally? Who did she start accidentally dating online? Oh, did I accidentally date online? She did. He had a profile, and it was revealed who was behind this profile. Oh, do you know what? That's very good because I can't remember. It was Ben Mitchell. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, the he dastardly was, Ben Mitchell. He was using a fake account. That's what I mean. That was the start of her downfall, really, back oh. then. Oh, so I remember sort of meeting other people who were like um, onliners or not onliners or yeah, sad little dates that she'd, she'd been set up for <laughs> or not. But I don't know. The, that was, oh, yeah, because she got very excited about this, didn't she? She wanted to Yeah, I can't remember his name. I and remember she went, it. She went to find who it was, and I think yes. and they tried to cover it up, and I, I can't, yeah, I can't quite remember. Yeah, but... I think he was, this other guy was a mechanic who sat and had some sandwiches, yes. but it wasn't him or something. Yeah. I vaguely remember a, a, a day shooting with this young man, uh, this lad, who basically had to say, sorry, it's, it's not me. But And he was very nice, but Heather was obviously obsessed with who it was online. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, uh, but then yeah, poor um, Ben, obviously, we're not poor Ben. Ben Mitchell, who kind of the thing with Ben Mitchell, and this is a thing that I do think is a bit silly, is that I can't never, I can never get Ben Mitchell in my head because it has been played by so many people. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's changed again. And, now. and I think I've had three, uh, three of the Ben Mitchells. I think I've had, uh, yeah, um, I, I remember young Charlie Jones, who was the younger one, who when Heather and Ben and Heather became sort of good friends, didn't they? She, he was very yes, like, he, yes. He, he could come out as a young man. That was a, that was a nice man. little pairing, actually. Yeah. yeah with with um, his like musicals, and she would help encourage his musicals where you know Phil Mitchell didn't want him to be into his musicals. So Heather would kind of be there and go to auditions with him and do things with him. So they were like it was sad because he was a friend growing up. And then you and then I had some uh, another lad. Um, and then and, and I think I think he was the one who like killed me. I might have had two or three. I can't remember. But um, <laughs> you can't remember. And when that, I mean, that, that was obviously, I I think, I don't know whether I, I think I was there when it happened. I didn't direct those episodes, but I mean, when you got told that, like we said, it's not, it's not, not news that you didn't want to go. I mean, it was there, you know, they, 
come in. They get yeah, they decided, yeah. Um, they decided. But was it a shock? Because, I mean, I think I remember being really shocked because, like we said earlier, the record wasn't broken, so why try to defeat it? It was an no. amazing partnership. There was so much more. And it was the only comedy really left in yeah. EastEnders, to be honest. So were you kind yeah. of totally shocked, especially to be murdered as well, because it means you can never come back, which is silly, like Pam's and yeah. Kevin dying in it. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, I remember sort of because we always used to go up every now and again. I think it was my maybe once a month or something like that to go and hear our storylines for the, what was happening next. We, 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 you know, or we'd have that little thing thinking, oh, are we going to be cold? The, the culling is happening. They're going to, yeah. they're, they're going to stop people or they're going to enhance your storyline. And at the time, I was plodding along quite nicely. So I didn't sort of have an inkling that I might be, um, you know, that that might happen to me. So, um, like I said, every day I would take. Uh, Linda Henry to work and we come home together if if we're in scenes you know all day together so Linda sat, was sat down waiting in the car and I'd gone up for my um for my what I thought was what was happening to Heather Trot next in the next few months um meeting um and I remember going in but then I remember thinking oh, it was a Friday afternoon it was the last of the day everybody's gone home that's a bit odd do you know what I mean I don't know why you know, it's the, the weekend to kind of get over it oh and, yeah yeah um, they, they probably so do that yeah. on a Friday yeah yeah so that, well there's that and there's isn't there there's a Saturday night call you're waiting for to see if you're in the papers the next day on Sunday if you've done something naughty which yeah. I had I, you know I had but you get those phone calls people waiting and suddenly you know you know they get a phone call saying oh you're in the news of the world or something tomorrow morning <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that was that was a Saturday night call you'd be waiting for that but um so Friday I, I'd gone in and um uh it was um Brian Kirkwood was the producer then at that time, and he was visibly quite upset. And I just thought, oh, and I kind of had a little thing in my heart thinking, do you know what? I don't think this is going to bode well, this meeting. You know, it was, uh, but he was, he was actually quite upset. And he, he basically then said, look, really, really sorry, but, um, you know, uh, there are some other characters that we need to enhance and sometimes we have to make sacrifices to, for that to happen and to see how it changes the other character and, and, um, basically you know you're, you're you're out and i was like okay that, that thank you very oh, much for shock, having yeah. me yeah thank you for having me um all this time you know um i was only supposed to be in a few episodes and here i am five, nearly five years later thank you um and then i said do you know how what's happening how i'm going and he said and that's when he said well yeah we are going to kill you off and i was like oh that's quite um he said it'll be a very big storyline whatever and i said fantastic i said that's nice um and then I remember sort of, he's, I said to him, and which of course is, is your instinct um, and, and as myself as a mother as well, which was how long have I got so that I can get to prepare myself for some more work? Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people who get um, taken out of the soap, they tend to maybe only have about six or eight weeks, maybe 10 or something like that, a couple of months maybe at the most. But uh, EastEnders gave me about six months. So I was there. Oh, wow, that's good. Before. Yeah, it was really good. So it gave my agent a lot of time to look for other stuff and things. But then, they, but then it was it was it was a bittersweet thing because the day that I was told um, that I was leaving EastEnders was the day that my husband, because um, like I said, he's Moroccan, had got his visa to come to England. So we'd had the brilliant news in the daytime, and I was really celebrating, going, "This is fantastic!" Home office, you know, he's, he's he'll be here. He can come, we can live together spouse and husband and wife as we should be blah 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 he's gonna how wonderful our life will be blah 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 um and then literally that evening it was like 
oh dear. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It was what it was. And I'm always forever grateful for, for playing Heather because um, it gave me many opportunities. It still does sometimes. Yeah, and you've um, left a stamp on history, I think, which is great. With a programme like that, you know, like we all yeah. know, we've done yeah. bits in that that's left a stamp in history. So, um, I mean, the nation loved Heather. Let's move. I mean, let's move on to you to finish. So, I mean... Being serious as well. So for someone like you said, Heather was a big girl. You're a bigger lady. I mean, yeah. if if in the acting world, if you're not a Julia Roberts or Jenna Coleman, I mean, is there still prejudice out there? Is it quite, um, you know, I, I know well, some people that will always get the comedy character or whatever. Is it got yeah. kind of better over the years? Well, I, don't, I mean, I've always played. Um, uh, weirdly, I was thinking about this the other day because some... I like people to take a bit of a chance. I like casting directors and people to take a bit of a chance um, where they would put you for something else, something different. And it kind of started when I was doing Pantos because I was always playing the sort of lovable Heather fairy type characters in Pantos. Yeah. And, I, and I thought, please, somebody, give me a chance and let them play something wicked. And the moment that I was allowed to play wicked characters, people could then go, oh, actually, oh, you know, she she can be a little bit nasty. You know, she she could quite easily play anything from Misery. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so, and as an actor, you just would love to have those. I mean, that's the great thing about something like a soap, isn't it? I don't know if anybody else would have said this, but you do, you have your Hamlet moment and you have your spear carrying. Totally. Moment. You get to play you, so much stuff. Absolutely. All the emotions, the whole gambit. The, there's not a job that you can't do that on. Um, Unlike a soap, do you know but what I mean? would love Panto. I would love you to play Cinderella, for instance. Do you know what I mean? And well, really that's what I'm saying. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, um, I mean, I think you know they should shake it all up anyway. To be quite honest, yeah, with yeah, all those things. But um, I remember sort of, um, you know, it, 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 it's being that sort of uh, coming away from something like EastEnders, where people always expect you to be like that. It takes a long time for, for people to, go, to yeah. think of you being somebody else. And that happens quite a lot. You know, I mean, I, spe- I still speak to Anita Dobson and they still call her Angie. And oh, it doesn't she matter. she'll always she, be, she, won't she? Whatever always, she does, she'll always, always. be. There's Absolutely. only certain people who can, I mean, I, I, I think uh, if I was going to say, now what I've learned over the years, it's like, say, Kath Tilsley, who played Eva and Corey, the minute she yeah. left, she was able to dye yeah. her hair brown. And yeah. I think that just, if you've got that, but if you've kind of, if you've gone in not thinking of those things, which most people don't, no, do you know what I mean? You absolutely. just let makeup and hair have control. And actually now I'd be like, oh God, I want to totally change my hair. Do you know what I mean? So I look totally different absolutely. on screen as that character. Yeah. I mean, without giving anything away, and I can't unfortunately give anything away. I've just finished filming a, a Netflix series um, and I can't talk about it, unfortunately, at the moment, which I'd love to come back on when I can. Talk yeah, about definitely. It. Um, but I think it would it's going to dispel a lot of the Heather myth. And I think it kind of it won't always, it will never put her to bed properly because I don't think it, it, it you know, it can't in will. some she people's minds. No, in some people's, people's minds, mind, yeah. Um, but it will all. But you will see another side uh, alongside something else that's coming out this Christmas, alongside uh, a BBC um, thing that I've just done, which I can talk about, um, called Dodger, which is um, uh, sort of a, uh, it's a series based around Oliver Twist and and Fagin's gang and um, Dodger's gang, and it's got the wonderful Chris Eccleston playing oh, wow, Fagin. Brilliant. It's got um, the most amazing cast, um, and my character that I played, I was a guest in a, in one of the series, uh, one of the episodes, sorry, um, and a sort of full time in it uh, as a uh, the housekeeper um, um, of like a Downton t- 
type house. Oh, you know, brilliant! Um, but she a uh, wonderful when she interacts with the Dodger and she does, you know, and she's but she's also a bit of a gossip and she goes to the pub and she lets a little bit too much gossip go. Do you know what I mean? It's quite. But there were people like you know doing scenes with Alexis Sale and. Oh, that's um, brilliant! And what's that called? It's called Dodger, and that comes out next year. It's a series for the BBC on on which will be CBBC. This, which because I'll reveal to the audience that we're not live. So this is we're actually recording way before Christmas, and you're listening to this after oh, Christmas see. in January. Right. Yeah, so so we can actually. So it okay, will be coming out in the next. It'll be coming out in the next couple of months. In the next couple of months, and people can yeah. if they haven't watched it Christmas because we can mention it because it would have been yeah. out by now. Yes, um, yes. you've so, done the thing with David Williams. Well, yeah, so, um, yeah, so uh, on Sky, uh, After Ever After, Hansel and Gretel um, has been out um, this Christmas, just gone. And um, um, for those that saw it, they will see that I uh, um, played the executioner um, in this wonderful. So basically the concept is what happens to the story after the story. So oh, after brilliant. After. Okay, great. So what happened to Hansel and Gretel after... The story of Hansel and Gretel. Oh, brilliant. Um, so you have um that you you'll see that you know that you would have seen that the wonderful Sheridan Smith plays the witch and what happens to her. Um uh the wonderful Sophie Thompson plays the stepdad, stepmother and, and you know and things and 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 then you've got this um and David Williams playing the troll of course oh, amazing which was incredible and also the narrator and um it's um yeah but I I was one of the, and that lovely Jocelyn there was four of us there was Jocelyn G Oh, um, Jocelyn, I know Jocelyn. She's one of my favourite people Lo- ever. Lovely Jocelyn. Oh, I, I love Jocelyn. With. She's so hilarious. Whenever I can work with that woman, um, I, w- I work with her. A quick this story. I, I, she was a presenter for me and we went on the holiday show together and she, we went to Ireland and we went to Enya's <laughs> Castle to find out where it was and see it. And she went in the gates of Enya's Castle and Enya closed the gates and we couldn't get her out. Oh, how funny. She's hilarious. And she's literally ago, hilarious, actually, she is. Yeah, years ago, I did Little Miss Jocelyn with her, so I was yeah. on her show. Um, doing and you worked, you worked with David on Little Britain as well, didn't you? Uh, Little Britain and um, Big School as well. Oh, I love Big that. School as well. Yeah, of course you yeah. were. I mean, so you... Yeah. I mean, what that's a great, what a great person to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that, yeah, whenever there's something that I can do, David always... He's very, very nice and, and lets me do it. So, uh, like I said, you know, um, if you saw it this Christmas, um, it, it, the executioner, she she doesn't get to do her job properly. That The whole village is starving and and they're hungry and, you know, there's been a spell put on them and uh, and then it all sort of turns out. But uh, an executioner, and we were up to our, um, when we were filming it, I remember, we were up to our, uh, literally our elbows in mud. And oh it was just a, a, a costume nightmare. And, um, you know, there, there I am in like a Hessian sack and something, you know, like wearing this kind of thing. And um, But it was a great fun character to play. Um, and of course, uh, we lost the lovely um, uh, uh, Boise last year. Oh, um, and he's uh, in it. Uh, no, he, he's not in it, but I based my character on Tom Oh, Tom wow. Oh, okay. Like, um, Brilliant. Marlene, Boise. Um, so the lovely, um, John, you know, John Chalice, he, yes. he I, I, I remember um, talking to him and saying, I've just based a character around you um, when I was filming it, you know, um, um, and I said, I've, you know, I've based this character around you, uh, uh, Boise, and, um, and she's this executioner who cannot, do her job properly and he went oh I bet that was fun and I went yeah I said I had such a laugh so you you know those that managed to watch it or I think you probably get it 
on something, you know, on one of these. Things. I mean, I can't it's wait to, because I, we, I can't pretend we've watched it because we haven't. I can't wait to watch it. Can't wait, yeah, for those who watch it, what a treat. I mean, and you've yeah. got, I mean, so so much coming up, which is amazing. I mean, you've only, mm-hmm. you've also through your career done loads of stage, including <clears throat> Measure for Measure, only by the Royal Shakespeare Company, no less. And you've been in oh, Maggie no, May at the Royal Court Theatre in Liverpool. I mean, what's theatre? Do you prefer? Is there one you prefer, TV or theatre? Um, uh, well, I've, I've kind of been doing musicals as well um, for the last goodness. Sake. So I, I do like that sort of instant thing. And I've That's been okay, very, yeah. very blessed, very blessed. I mean, working with the RSC and um, doing and stuff like that, um, you know, and at the Royal Court. And I love sort of, I love smaller theatres and smaller venues. I love me panto. I love, I, I do like that instant connection, but there, it's, it's about balance. I think it's always about balance. And I love being on screen and I love, working with amazing people and and and, and learning uh, you know we, we we should never say we give up learning because we don't we're always learning and, no someone says to me, me you should always you should always be you should always be you know like that you should always feel you're the least talented in the room you should always surround yourself with people yes. that are better than you basically yes absolutely, you should always because we, we never stop learning i learn on every show i do from the way actors play stuff and the way people do stuff but and yeah. theatre I suppose if you're in theatre all the time because the lifestyle is so different in theatre I mean basically you give up your nights and your social life don't you yeah and if you're touring I mean I've done a lot of tours that have meant that you're one nighters all over the country and you're oh. you're in a tour you're in a tour bus and and you're in very close proximity to the cast all the time so you know you have to there's a different discipline with yourself you know you have to go right I'm away from my family for this amount of time I'm 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 you know, I've got to keep myself healthy and well because I'm singing every night. And, and insane. <laughs> and, you know, um, and listening to wonderful podcasts like yourself um, on the tour buses and things. Um, so you have to kind of, um, yeah, there's a different discipline. Um, but I've done a lot of theatre, so I feel like I need to get, you know, I, I want to get back on the box more, to be quite honest. I would love to be in another soap. Um, I, you know, I live up north now, north of England. So yeah, for me... Come on, Emma you know, Come on, Corrie. Yeah, any, any of them, you know. Like, oh, I can like see that. you behind the bar in Corrie. Oh, I know. A long lost dingle, I think, or something. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, in Emma Dale. Yeah, long. Oh, yeah, you'll be a great dingle. Oh, Emma a, Dale. A great yes, long lost one. Some, a great someone... long lost one, yeah. Well, listen, it's been so amazing to have you on the podcast. I mean, I loved you you working with you. Uh, Now, what this has done has got me back. You know what this job's like? You lose contact with so many people. What I love is it's got me back in contact with so many people. So we're definitely going to meet up for a drink up north. Definitely up north. Up north, yeah. Up Um, north. It's been amazing well, to talk to you, Cheryl. And Julie, amazing. And, and listen, you know, you're doing some great work too and, and all of these podcasts are, are amazing. So just just keep it up for us as well. And, you know, if there's any jobs going, Lee. You know yeah, I, mean? I know. Oh, God, yeah. I'd love to work with you again. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. <laughs> so, uh, all right, lots of love and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, take care. Bye. Bye. So I am back. It is February 2023. Cheryl Ferguson is back with me. Hello. Hello, how are you? We're here to allay everyone's kind of like, what is this top secret project? Because we obviously talked quite a while ago for this new series before you could announce the amazing project you did, which was, tell tell, tell us what it was. Well, it was was a Netflix series uh, called Hard Cell, Cell as in a prison cell. Um, And it was written and uh, directed and also she starred in it, uh, the, the wonderful, amazing Catherine Tate, who played five characters in it, um, pre- set in a prison cell. Um, a women's prison, wasn't get, it? It was yeah, so good. It, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it was a six-part mockumentary, one of Catherine's yes. amazing series, as you said. She played main... I mean, the main character I love she played was Governor Laura Willis, the governor who I yes. thought was just incredible. <laughs> there was inmate Big Viv, Gar Marco, a few others. But you... You came in. Basically, the, the governor, Laura, uh, thought that rehabilitate, rehabilitation was aided by creativity. What is put on a musical? And she gets in. You as yourself <laughs> playing playing yeah. Epsi yeah. Stenders, Heather. I mean, that, that, lots of people called you Heather throughout. Was that kind of a weird thing to do? Yeah, well, I remember um, I remember uh, Catherine basically, uh, you know, giving us a call and said, Cheryl, look, because um, I've, I've worked with her before uh, on Big School uh, with David Williams and, and, and stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I had worked with her before and thought she was genius. And we'd had a bit of a giggle um, when we had the screening of, of uh, Big School and that was fun. Um, but, um, you know, she, she phoned up and said, look, I'm going to ask you something and I don't know how you feel about this. And so she said, I'd like you to be in this series that I'm doing for Netflix that I've written uh, and I'm going to co-direct it. Um, And basically, um, would you play Cheryl Ferguson? (laughs) I just (laughs) laughed and I went, oh, I said, "Uh, can you play yourself? And she went, well, you know what I mean. So she explained the story uh, and she'd said actually that she'd written this quite a few years ago with me in mind obviously to play that but she was hoping i'd say yes to it because she'd written i know otherwise it. otherwise uh, it's like oh no it would have been yeah yeah it would have been a bit that um but she um it was when the oranges are not, oh the oranges the, the only black, black the prison thing yes. yeah so when that came out on and it was on netflix um they said, oh, Catherine, do you have something? She said, yes, I have this. And they said, oh, no, we've just got this new prison thing coming out. Um, can't ha- can't do it. So she had been shelved for all that time. And then she'd explained again, and they said yes. So this was quite a few years, as you know, later that um, Hard Cell um, got offered to me when she was just, like I said, hoping that I'd say yes because she'd written me in it. She'd already me. written it. Yeah, like you said, what we to play, because I suppose you're still... You're almost playing a Cheryl Ferguson then, aren't you? Because yes, yeah, it's obviously yeah, yeah. not still yeah, you. Yeah. No, and there were certain things in it that I thought, oh, well, I wouldn't, uh, you know, not that I wouldn't say that because, you know, you know what actors are like. They go, oh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't wear that. But actually there was things in it that I, I Cheryl Ferguson, do not wear. I don't wear scarves, but they put me in a lot of scarves. So I could kind of play... A, play a, a new version of, of Cheryl. Yeah, a new version. Yeah, a version of myself that. Um, yeah, and and what was very strange is that. Um, and obviously, we, I don't know if you can say it on here, but there was a, a certain very rude words that I was allowed to say. Uh, Netflix have allow allow you a certain amount of rude words. Is it the F say, word? No, it was the C word. Oh, the C word. Oh, yeah, we won't say yeah. that on here. But wow, no, 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 oh, no, wow, no. you got away very with big saying C that. Word. Yeah. So, but there was two of us. So that, so she was allowed two C words in it. Wow. And uh, I love the myself... rules. I love the rules of that. I remember he said this. I remember he said this had a they were allowed one one bitch or something a month. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well the well Netflix allowed us to have two C words in it. And I was privileged enough to have one of them. And um <laughs> Wonderful uh, Chris Gascoigne, who's in uh, Corey, his wife Caroline, she was in it, um, and she she was uh, privileged to have the other one. So we call ourselves the two C clubs. We're in the two, <laughs> we're in this we're in the C club, um, which there's not many people allowed to say that. So um, yeah, uh, not that I should pride myself on that or get an award for it even, but um, 
Well, you, you should. Know, I think you should. <laughs> but I suppose the other thing is because what a running joke is obviously people constantly calling you Heather in it, which again, yeah. obviously in real life happens. So again, that must be a bit of a decision. Yeah. You're going, right. I'm now eating into the thing that actually I probably want to go away a bit. <laughs> well, that's re- that's true. Because my agent, I remember him saying, oh, gosh, Cheryl, I don't know about this because we're trying to get away from Heather Trot. And I went, do you honestly think, Howard, I said, I will ever get away from Heather. Yeah. I won't. But all I can do is keep reliterating that Heather was a character. She's now dead and gone. And when everybody keeps asking me, am I going to come back? As Heather, you can't. I go, no, I can't. They've seen the body. End of story, Jack and Ori. That's it. And I keep saying this, and then I keep saying, "Oh, wouldn't it be nice if casting directors, producers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, had a bit more imagination?" And that, okay. yeah. Am I, and then, I'm then risking you myself do... saying it, you know, and say, "Would you not? Yeah, would you? Yeah, we're called we're called actors, and we um oh, that's a big plane that goes across my house. Oh, don't worry. There we go. We've got a, we've got a, we've got a sound effect happening as we speak. Sound effect, yes, yeah. But I suppose when it's someone like when it's someone like Catherine Tate, because obviously now she's just you know who wouldn't work with Catherine Tate, you know, as a main part in a brand new series. I suppose that's that's the weighing scales, isn't it? It's kind of like yeah. I mean, and it was a brilliant. I I mean, it's a brilliant script. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, and there's a great twist at the end of it. And oh, the end, I was in bit, I was actually in bits at the end. Yeah, I was absolutely yeah. devastated. We won't give yeah. it away, even though no, we no. But it, I but... think, um, yeah, because you can still watch it; it's still on Netflix. But um, what what is interesting is that I think people sort of watched the first two episodes and thought, "What's this about, really?" Do you know what I mean? Is this going to be like Spinal Tap all the way through? Do you know what I mean? Is it going to be yeah. like that? But actually, um, as you got more engrossed in it and more involved in the characters and 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 um, and sort of weighed it up a bit more, you that that end is literally genius. And I think you know people say is it going to be a hard sell too? And I would love there to be a hard sell too, and I certainly would love to be in it. I don't know how. I think um, you know, uh, my character could, could actually be in prison for murdering a certain yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. prison yeah. person. Yeah, yes, um, you could actually be in the prison with them. And I'm the, writing and the government storylines in. I mean, I suppose I was, I, my only, not, well, I suppose it's a bit of a criticism, is I actually thought it stood alone as such a brilliant comedy drama without her playing all the other parts. So I, that's, yeah, I, I think it got a bit confusing because you were kind of expecting a Catherine Tate show and actually it yes. was very different. So I was like, oh, I wish she'd actually just played the governor in the end. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of that sort of thing. And I think the thing is, it's one of those things, isn't it? That I think if you write, as they said once in Little Britain, you know, if you sing the theme tune, write the theme tune and, do the theme tune and direct the theme tune. You know, you can be all encompassing for one person to take everything on. And I think, yeah. you know, it was a big project. Um, a very. How long, very so where did you film it? Where when? Well, how long did you take filming that? Right. And where did you film it? Well, we, this is. Uh, I come from South East London, and at this point, I had moved to up north where I live now. Um, but they said, uh, "Would you please come to South East London?" Oh, and film no, so you're like, oh, we've got, we've God. Got a, I was like, "Oh, hello." Um, but actually, it was very weird. It was off the old Kent Road, and it was like a factory. And uh, I stayed in a hotel on the old Kent Road, and now. For those that know the old Kent Road, it's very, very um, interesting place. It, it's very kind of it has its moments, and it has yes, you know. Yeah. I, I, I could never sleep at night because the sirens were so like loud. Yeah. And, 
thingy. And I literally only wanted to be, you know, they wanted to put me in some sort of nice thing near St. Catherine's Dock or something like that. But the problem being is that I needed my car and I wasn't about to pay for the congestion charge every day and et cetera, et cetera, or parking. So I just literally said, no, move me near the uh, studio sort of thing. And um, they literally built the whole prison cell in this factory that is now used. The, ah, the right. Oh, so they, that wasn't a real prison. They actually built a whole purpose built. No, built yeah, prison. they built a whole purpose built prison yeah um and uh yeah so that that's kind of where it was it was based and um i spent uh, a couple of months there uh, i'm guessing because i guess it takes longer because of her playing different because what i mean what i've never asked it what happens when she's in on screen at the same time does someone stand in there as the other one Okay, so basically, she because there are heavy prosthetics in some of it. Yeah, and, that would take um, hours. And they take a lot of time. Yeah, hours. So she's in hours before everybody else. And then, obviously, they have to figure out the days that she needs to be in certain prosthetics. And then she has to give her face a, a rest of it. So, like, uh, uh, the prison uh, governor doesn't have any prosthetics. So basically, you know, there was like days where she was just, and then when it's somebody else, they were so clever in kind of doing it that they would get the double uh, back, you know, over the shoulder of, yeah. of, of the double who would look like her, that you'd never see her in the sort of, you know, and then they would film like, say suddenly she, the, the, the scene was with her as the governor uh, and it was in the canteen or something. When it whipped around to me and another character that she was playing, they'd film, they they shot it so well that you would never they couldn't have the two in the same frame. So, yeah, you know, it's amazing. Play. I mean, no, but, yeah, it's but, amazing. I watch it going yeah, down. Uh, the, yeah. And you probably film those over different days as well because of her absolutely, having to get made yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And 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 also it's things like, you know, you, we have to do those scenes over and over again. So when normally you do a scene, like for example, when I was doing Enders, um, you know, you do a scene, it's uh, done and, and dusted. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you might have to do that three or four times in a day or maybe over a couple of days you because you, because you you're doing it you know in with different characters in it so you you're redoing you know you're redoing it with redoing the same scene again and again yeah which is yeah, quite yeah. i mean not i mean well i suppose it's all that continuity stuff but actually it's quite as we know it's quite hard to get things exactly great so it's quite a skill yes, that yeah. to keep yeah. coming back also, to the same there was, scene there was a lot of there was a lot of improvisation in it as well. She kept a lot of that in she liked that kind of thing so she wrote it and then certain lines she obviously uh, wanted in but other times she would just we she just let the camera roll and we would just like oh that's amazing of, yeah yeah so there was a lot of that so she obviously sat through um with the <laughs> and looked at all the reels of like you know that's 20 brilliant. minutes over. i always think it must be quite hard directing yourself as well when she's directs it like is it yeah was well, there it... was somebody else came in a uh, 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 guy called james came in and and kind of uh, sort of not, yeah, co-directed it with her in that respect, but she had the, the big reins on it. You know what I mean? She had yeah. the um, yeah. final decisions on stuff, and um, she knew exactly what she wanted, and she planned it extremely well. Um, and you, when you look at it, you don't think of these things. You know, I mean, no, I, no, I, no. It's so cleverly yeah. done. And I was just like you said, it's just a bit of a. It's not what you expect. It's not what I expected. And it took a couple no. of episodes to rip. But then I watched it actually through again. And I, I mean, I love yeah. it. It's brilliant. But it, yeah. I think, again, it's just because she's so clever. She doesn't just do the same thing again. And people are expecting the same thing again. And it's not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's that's the thing with Catherine. I think she does that thing of goes away for a long time, comes back, does something. And then everybody goes, oh, that's that was great. Where is she again? And then she goes away. And then she comes back to something else. Be some, yeah. Years later. Yeah. So and, no and news I, at yeah. the moment then on whether there's a second one. 
Yeah, at the minute, I, th- I don't think there is one, that, as far as I know, or if there is one, uh, Netflix can't take it on, I think, because of their financial crisis. They're, they're not right, yeah. to uh, take it on. So whether um, she has written one or whether she's pitching it to somebody else, I don't know. Um, but I love that uh, you're sure... on the... I, lo- I just love that you're on the in the radar of all these amazing people, though, because I know you've worked with David Williams a lot, and it's uh, how yeah, nice for yeah. you to be... Yeah. To be yeah. in that radar, I mean, how brilliant. No, that is the good thing. I think, you know, I'm, I'm able to, you know, I know that Matt and David are working together on stuff at the minute. I know, yeah, not, they've got a new uh, series, not, haven't they? Yeah. yeah, and I just keep saying, come on, guys, there must be something. Get me like, in, get me I mean? in. I'm not, I've not, yeah, I've not been restricted as an actress, you know, enough yet. But like Little Britain, uh, you know, um, the, the, the characters I played in Little Britain, they would now not allow me to play, uh, I think, you know, and also they've had to apologise for a lot of stuff. Which I know, yes, which is ridiculous. Definitely. I, I, I well, well, I get it, but I don't get it. Really, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some stuff that was very like I think no, okay, you can't, you know, you can't play a different race now. No, you no, no, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. You know, we, we're, it's, it, we're not. But I think that's 70s. the thing. Now you can't do it, but the, over time, yeah. you know, it was yes. fine. You know, so I Absolutely. do. I mean, not fine, but it, we're yeah. we're living in a things of old don't they but we shouldn't look back and cancel things out and i I remember enders talking to rudolph about that actually because he said you know like when he did love thy neighbor these years ago and he was saying people got people have got the wrong end of the stick he said if you watched it and you watch it so it's clever and that i think was the same with little britain because if you watch it 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 shows that actually the black man the black uh, family came out on top on top yeah 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 it was never actually taking the mickey of them it was actually taking the mickey of other people Absolutely. And the same with Little Britain, I think that's the same thing. There has to be, in any kind of comedy, an element <coughs> of truth. There has to be, you know what I mean? And so I feel really sorry for all the new uh, young alternative comedians now who don't really know what they're allowed to no, say. They're not or allowed do to say a thing. No, no. They're not allowed like, to say yeah. anything. No. And, and, and like, I'm quite surprised in some ways that Catherine got away with a lot of the stuff in, in Hard Cell. Um, but I think it's because of the way the story went exactly it's what happens by the end yeah it tells it tells the truth sorry well listen it's amazing i could talk to you all day uh but people will be people will be like an hour and a half in now so it's everyone can catch that still on netflix it's absolutely brilliant hard sell catherine tate starring cheryl ferguson herself a brilliant cast as well lovely to catch up again and julie um thank you so much for having me hopefully we will work together in the future Oh, please, let's do it. Yes, we must, we must. All right, lots of love. Everybody, this is a great director to hear that's giving out this wonderful (laughs) podcast. Let's do our job CVs now. (laughs) (laughs) Click on the link. Just take care. Take care. Bye. You want to hear the unedited version with some extra content? Get the whole show by joining up for free to us on the Another Slice podcast player. Just sign up over there on anotherslice.com slash soap from the box. You can also hear a full special episode with EastEnders star Jacqueline Josser, which you can only hear on Another Slice for free when you sign up. You can also press subscribe and just for a few quid, you have access to so much more. I'll be back same time, same place next week. Thank you for joining us on season four of Soap from the Box. Have a great week. 